You're listening to the HBCU CEO podcast. Dream big, win big. Take us through what it looks like in there, because most people, they hear director, they know the sports, and they know something's behind the scenes, but you're in the truck. And they don't understand what in the truck means and, and yeah. how big that is. Yeah, well, if you can imagine, if you can imagine a big moving van, that's what the truck looks like, except it expands on the sides too. So in the old days, it was just a straight truck like a moving van, but now both sides expand. And then if you think about going to Best Buy and you go to Best Buy to buy a TV and they have that whole wall of TVs, just hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of TVs and you stand there and try to figure out what TV you want. Well, that's what it looks like inside the TV truck, except it's not all, most of the time, all those TVs are on the same channel. In my world, those are all different channels. It's camera one, camera two, camera 22, camera 18. It's replay machines, it's graphics machines and all that. How many so, cameras can you do at one time? How many cameras oh, you can, can you do? There's, there's an unlimited amount of cameras you can do. Um, when I do the masters every year, I'm one of the directors of the masters. We have like 77 cameras at the masters. So there's an unlimited number of cameras you can you can do, and you just have to kind of know where to look at that moment, you know. Um, generally, for a football game or for a basketball game, we might have eight, nine, twelve, fifteen cameras, something like that. And look, it it, it doesn't eight, happen nine, overnight. 12, yeah, but it, it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen overnight, though. I mean, yeah. you know, when I was directing city council meetings and school board meetings, you know, the truck looked a whole lot different than the truck that I direct for CBS. And you don't go from directing a city council meeting to directing a 35 camera football game. There's some growth that has to happen along the way. And I was very lucky to be able to go work for ESPN and, and, and work my way up. But it's very intimidating when you go into the truck. I mean, everybody who walks, and I love, I love to bring people in there because sometimes, sometimes we take it for granted. You know, we just, we just, you do it all the time, whatever you do, you just, you know, it's your world you live in and you don't realize just how special it is. And so sometimes when people come in there, and they are like, oh my God, you know, this is what you, this is how they really do it. It's very, very uh, comforting to know that, you know, this is a really cool job. And I try not to, I, 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 always, I always try to remember that because I do have a cool job. And, and, you know, a lot of times when I, when I direct a game and you're watching the game, you know, there are millions of people like you watching the game, waiting to see the next shot. They want to see the shot of the quarterback that just got hit or the, you know, if, 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 if a punter fumbled uh, 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 the punt and two plays later the, the other team goes in and scores a touchdown, I got to find a shot of the punter on the sidelines to get his reaction. And, you know, the crouch up, the mom praying for the kid at the free throw line, he's got to hit the free throw to win the game. These are all memorable moments that you're trying to create. And that's all I try to do is create moments. Is what I, I make little bitty movies. A play happens when they blow the whistle. Okay, I got 30 seconds to make a movie. Okay, we make that movie with camera shots, with replays, or with graphics. And so for 30 seconds until they snap the ball again, I make a little movie. And then they snap the ball again, and a play happens, and we got 30 seconds to make another movie. And that's that's what I do. And so but it's, it's like this over and it's over and over. It over. is like that. Yeah, Jeez, it is like tempo that. is like intense. It's very, very, very intense, and it's not for everybody. You know, it's it's not. But but. If you love the rush, that I, like I love the rush. I love it. I absolutely love it. And so um, 
I really enjoy what I do. I love what I do, and and I can never get enough of it. I I just I just um, I I I don't live to work, but when I go to work, I am really really happy to be there. And so there's a lot of things I don't like about my job, but um, uh, you know people always ask me, what do you what do you love most about your job? And one of the things I love most about my job is I've been all over the world doing what I do. So the travel is one of the things I love most about my job. But when people ask me what I hate about my job, the answer is the same. I hate the travel. You know, I, I think get you tired guys of have airports. that in common. You got that in common. <laughs> yeah. I get tired that. of hotels. I get tired of rental cars. I get tired of going out to steak restaurants. I get tired of going to the best restaurant in town. Sometimes I just want to be at home in my bed. But when I am in the TV truck doing what I do, there's no place I'd rather be. That's awesome. What an amazing story. That, that, that's wonderful. And, and I know we're going to get to some questions. I don't know if there's a minor league system in this. Um, and from an HBCU standpoint, a lot of schools have mass communications. And uh, the students think about being in front of the camera. You know, I would love for them to hear and understand this because the behind the camera scene, uh, just like in the events world, that's where all the action happens. And so no, they don't really understand how uh, enlightening you can get and see by seeing everything happen, obviously before it happens. And so uh, I, I think that's really cool. So we need to talk about that. Yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right. And if I may, I, I will say to you that when you watch a, a, a football game on TV, we may have three announcers. And so if you want to be an announcer, you've got to really, really be, I mean, you got to be excellent at whatever we do, but I might have 25 cameras. So if you're a camera person, there's a good chance that you may be one of 25. You may not get the shot to be one of three. For whatever reason, you may not be one of three. And so I'm like you, Rod, I agree that the, the, the excitement is behind the scenes and making it all happen. And I don't try to rain on anybody's parade, but you know, there, we have a lot of people that do, it, do what we do that wanted to be in front of the camera, that wanted to be the superstar, wanted to be the, uh, the DJ or whatever it is they wanted, wanted to be the football player or something like that, and it didn't work out. And they chose and they went behind the scenes to make it work and make it happen. And you know what? It's great. It's great. And so I was one of those people. I wanted to be a pro baseball player, but, you know, I didn't make it. But um, I, this is as close as I can get to being a, a professional athlete without being an athlete. So I love it. Awesome. Awesome. So tell me, why do you think that, seeing as you're the first, you know, how, why are there not more people of color um, at the network level? Do you have an opinion about that? Uh, what? Have you, yeah, I do. Have you seen I, people pass over? Um, I have seen people pass over, pass over, um, and it's it's that there is a there is a right of the passage that you have to take. You have to really grow into this job, and so what happens is is you become you know say you get to the level of an assistant director, and and you're you're right on the cusp of becoming a director, but if you don't get that opportunity, you know you, you and then you want to move on with your life. A lot of guys leave, a lot of women leave at that level because they haven't got the opportunity, so we miss them, okay? People of color, we miss them because they just give up, okay? That's one, one problem. The other issue is this, is that when, you, when you're an assistant director, you know, and something goes wrong, it's the director who gets blamed, it's the producer who gets blamed, and so some people don't want that responsibility. They don't want the show to be on their head, and there's nothing wrong with that. There's you know, there, I know a lot of people who are ADs, assistant directors, 
who have been doing it 30, 35 years because they're very happy at that level. So they don't want to go any further. And that's okay too. And then of course there's the, the racism and there, there's, there's that aspect of it as well. And, you know, you know, we, we always say that we have to be twice as good. And I really believe that is true. And so um, if you don't get the chance, if you don't get the opportunity to prove that you're twice as good, then you don't get the, then you're not going to get the opportunity that's waiting for you. And so um, that's the, uh, the third thing that I think gets in the way of, of people of color making it is that they just don't get the opportunity because of blatant racism. True. How did you preserve your position? So it was clearly um, divine intervention, if not the yeah. perfect spot at the right time to uh -huh. get you. But you had to preserve that spot. You know, like there's so many uh, obstacles to staying, not just getting there. Yeah. You know, I have seen, I have seen people, I've seen, I've been places before where they say, we're in a hiring freeze, okay? But then all of a sudden they hire somebody and they create a position for that person, okay? Um, that's what I want to be, okay? I want to be that person where they say, my God, we have to have Mark Grant. I don't care what it takes, but we got to have that person. We got to have him. And I think that's what we should all strive to be is to be like, we got to have her. We got to have Michelle. I don't care what it takes. Get Michelle. Okay. And so you have to really craft your, you know, you got to be very, very, you have to be really, you have to be great at what you do. And if it means being twice as great, then you got to be twice as great. But when they, you know, when you, when you put on the tape and you watch a game that I direct, okay, they can't look at me and say, oh, he's black. So let's not hire him. You know, they can't say anything. All they can look at is, is the final product and what it looks like and, and the quality of, of that. And so that's the advantage I have over somebody who may want to be an announcer. And they're not looking for a black announcer uh, or somebody that looks like me. I don't have to worry about that because they're not they're You know, they just and, and I've interviewed for many jobs. And they didn't even know I was black. OK, I, I surprised them when I showed up, you know, I the quality of the work. Yeah, but the, they just saw the quality of the work. Now, there have been there have been times when I showed up and then all of a sudden I didn't take the job right and want the job right and get the job. And that, you know, kicked in. But but, you know, when it came to CBS, I knew when I finished the interview with CBS, that they were going to offer me a job because they were just so happy with what they saw on my resume tape that by the time I got to the interview, they were, uh, you know, I could have signed a contract right then and there when I flew up to New York. But um uh, because I knew that they wanted me. And that's a really, really good place to be. And when you can position yourself like that, then you can kind of write your own ticket. And the same is true. You know, the, the longer I stay at CBS, the more other people want me to come work for them. You know, Fox wants me. ESPN may want me back. So now CBS knows not only can we not afford to lose Mark Grab because we're going to lose him, but we're going to lose him to the competition. And his okay? work is awesome. He's yeah. going to make him our competitor. Right. That's it's exactly like right. That's exactly right. So now CBS says, we got to keep Mark Grant. Whatever it takes to keep Mark Grant, let's keep Mark Grant. And that's where you want to be in life. I think that's where you really want to be in life is where they say, you know, it's a whole lot better to say we, we got to do whatever we can to keep him than, you know, I don't care what it takes, get rid of him. You're right. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. That's so true. And th those lessons are transferable, <laughs> I would say, because I agree both Rod and I are both very much the same. I think our work speaks for itself. And I don't think we've had a hard time finding a job because people want us on the team. And I think you're, you're right. It's, it's, you can't be afraid of being the responsible party. You just, you just, you just can't. 
Yeah. Um, not to say that you have to be the boss, but be responsible for the work that you produce right. and be okay with that. Sure. And you can't be afraid to fail. I mean, if I, if I did what I did worried about failing, I, I wouldn't be where I'm at today because you can't, you know, you gotta, you gotta put the pedal to the metal and just make it work and make it happen. And, and um, if you're so worried about failing, when you start worrying about failing, that's when you fail. And uh, I just believe in just, you know, going for it and, and, and working hard and, and always strive for grace and make the people around me great. I think that's what they really like. It, it, every, any, any company you're in, they want you to make the people around you great. And if you're not doing that, if, they're, if people can't work with you, don't like working with you, and the product doesn't rise up when you're there, they'll find somebody to take your place, you know? And so I want to be that person that makes everybody better. And sometimes I, show, I go to work, and you know what? I've, I've had a bad week. I've had a bad day. I've had some personal issues. I lost somebody. You know, somebody died. Or but, you know, when, I, when they turn that light on and they say go, it doesn't matter. I got to do my job. I got to make the people, they're paying me a lot of money and they have very high expectations and I can't let them down. 